Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashef and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody, what's up? What's up? I'll tell you what's up. It's another fine episode of Can You Brew It? I love these shows. <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's kind of fun, actually. Right, drinking beer, talking about beer. Chris, uh, you know what's not fun is having a, a disaster when I, I go to make one of these beers. Oh, you want to hear my sad story about my celebration now? Yeah, sure. It's pretty sad. There's a little more than I'm, I'm going to tell, but anyway. Uh, so I uh, last time we tried to, we did it, we we failed because we didn't think we had the crystal malts right. So we said, well, we don't have any more fresh examples of celebrations. So we'd have to wait a year. So right. that's what we did. So I emailed Steve Dressler and uh, says, uh, what kind of crystal you use? We're thinking it was English, and he says, yep, it's English. It's uh, crisp, crisp malt, and. Uh, and I said, he says, oh, great, so great, we'll go ahead and make it, and so on. He goes, hey, by the way, if you want me to send you some of the uh, this, this crystal malt mm-hmm. and a bunch of fresh hops, be, he says, I'd be glad to. He says, great. So he sends me the malt, big, you know, a bunch of hops, but, you know, the Cascade, Centennial, and Chinook, all, you know, fresh hops from the new mm-hmm. crop, because they used, they call that beer fresh hop, right? Right, right, fresh hop beer. Right, yeah. right. So I'm going to so, so brew the beer, and I'm getting like, you know what I ought to do is brew it once with whole hops and once with pellets and see if we can, like, you know, distinguish between the two, right? Mm-hmm. So I says, okay, well, I've got, of course, a 10-gallon system. So I says, okay, well, I'll do the whole hops first in case I get ran out of time or mm-hmm. decide not to do the the uh, uh, pellet version. So I, you know, I, just, I go get my grain. Well, uh, more beer is, you know, has the mill that I used to use is unavailable anymore. They moved it into the packaging department, and it only accepts, like, a big ton- bunch of grain at one time. It's a totally different setup. Hmm. So they have a new mill, and I used it, and it just, like, pulverized my grain so when i went to do this this batch my mask my mask got totally stuck right mm. okay well i knew immediately you know because because i'm rims right so if i'm not uh recirculating liquid i don't have the flame on so i lost mm-hmm. my strike temperature and, mm-hmm. and and in fact uh could have been a moment there where the fire was on and it wasn't recirculating and i sensed there might have been some scorching so anyway it's pretty much a fail as far as a can you brew it beer <laughs> so i said okay i'm not going to use the whole hops on this one i'll mm-hmm. make this the you know, a a uh, pellet version. I wouldn't be able to compare it to the whole hop version. I'll do the whole hops the next time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so good. I finished this beer, and because of the the grist, I had like an eighty five percent efficiency or something. And I'm used to like seventy two or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So I had this big volume of beer, ended up making like thirteen gallons instead of ten gallons of uh, Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale. All right, so great. So I got a bunch of that. Right. So I'm thinking like, wait a minute, I got thirteen gallons uh, under ferment. I'm not going to brew another freaking 10 gallons of celebration. No, I mean, mm-hmm, I mean mm-hmm. so I said, I, I know what to do. I'll split the batch. I'll make one wort 
and I'll do two boils, right? Mm-hmm. Once with whole hops and once with uh, mm-hmm. uh, the pellet hops. And uh, then I, I knew from experience, I've done some five-gallon batches, a few. <laughs> but when I do that five-gallon batch in my 26-gallon kettle, I mm-hmm. get a this tremendous boil-off rate because i got such a large surface <laughs> to, to mm-hmm. depth you know, issue. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. the heat's real close to the top. And, uh, yeah, both of them, I, I know there's a lot of caramelization. I got the volume back up, but the caramelization was definitely taking place. <laughs> so those were both both failed. So, uh, and, of course, here I am again, no, no fresh celebration. That's my sad story. So it's going to be like the arrogant bastard saga. It will continue. Well, it's funny. Uh, a listener sent me an uh, arrogant bastard clone. Along with uh, a bottle of Aryan Bastard to, uh, you know, check out. And uh, we were, were trying them, and um, I'm like, wow, this uh, Aryan Bastard seems to uh, have a little bit of age on it. Checked out the bottle. It was Best Buy, like September of 2009. Oh, okay. <laughs> You can only I mean, guess what it's like after that. Right. He was pretty close to that, but um, it really was nothing like uh, needs to put his beer uh, in fresh, in the fresh air and bastard. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I was surprised it was it was actually that, that good after, uh, you know, three years, almost three years past the Best Buy date. Wouldn't <laughs> I was be pretty like, impressed. Yeah, it's pretty good. It wouldn't taste like Aragon Bastard no matter what it tasted like. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, and uh, I'll tell you, if you uh, you want to make any of these beers, good place to go. Our fine sponsor, Northern Brewer. They've been uh, taking care of us uh, so we can do the show for uh, a good six and a half years or so. Pretty amazing. That is a long run. Yeah, that anybody right checks that long without run. actually listening to the show and uh, <laughs> they listen. They're missing some good shit once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once a day. Every. Very we'll get rarely. my highlights real someday. Right. I, you know, we could put it on a, a very on a small drive. flash drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of those old one yeah, megabyte we, ones. We get a gem every once in a while. That'll <laughs> be enough. Yeah. Even a blind pig finds an acorn every now and then. <laughs> uh, no, uh, they, uh, they've they been fantastic and uh, great folks. They got great products and, and great support, and uh, when we we get stuff to to do these clones, that's that's where we turn. Uh, you know, good fresh ingredients and. Well, it's a superstore. They got pretty much everything you want. If, if, right. If you're a home brewer, they got stuff for home brewers. I mean, they especially don't a lot of times, you know, we find that uh, these brewers are using these British crystal malts that have a unique flavor that you can't find in a lot of other uh, crystal malts. So. Uh, you know, great place to go for that. Again, Northern Brewer. Really lucky to have that as a resource. Yeah. So check it out, northernbrewer.com. All right. What's our challenge for today, JP? Well, you guys were challenged Brr. to uh, brew Raging Bitch. Oh, yeah. From uh, Flying Dog. And we actually had them on the show last night, which is pretty nice. So oh, cool. Had them on the Sunday show. Uh-huh. Now we're doing this uh, this whole Can You Brew It, I think is what you guys call it, right? Yeah. The Jamil show. Yeah. A new, a new show called Can You Brew It. And, Maybe um, you're familiar with it. Well, I don't know. I'm unfamiliar. I'll, right. I should familiarize myself with it. Right. Um, but I think in order to try to do this clone, mm-hmm. we had our own raging bitch, uh, <laughs> Kim Wood. Resident. Resident. Yeah. Try to brew it. <laughs> easy That's joke. Easy too, joke. Too easy. Too easy. <laughs> Tee-hee laughing. 
Yes. Hi, Kim. Hi. I think that's actually really good synergy. You know, you had the. You must have really planned that out. You had the had him on the show last night, and now we're doing the show tonight. It's karma. Pretty smooth. Yeah. It's karma for sure. Yeah, it's like Pretty totally random. accidental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> random coincidence. And now I know why um, I get to brew on this show sometimes is that you were just looking for the day that you'd be able to. Yeah, have you do raging, raging bitch. bitch? That's right. Yeah. We brought you on like two years ago. Like, okay, look, right. we're gonna do this one time. I swear, but it'll be worth it. It's a long, you, call. you know, like every couple of months. We're like, is is it time now? Is it time now? No, not no, quite no, ready. No, no, no. Wait yeah. until she really thinks we like her, and then, and then. All right, come on. <laughs> the truth will come months. out. Yeah, and then we'll just we'll stick it to her. Oh, that's right. Hey, hey now. <laughs> Back off! I'm a married woman. <laughs> not happily though. No, no. Right. That's all just a sham. It's you're just a beard for, for Andy, right? Yeah. Right, right. I'm part of a paid government program to basically babysit him, but my cover is to be his wife, so Yeah, he doesn't actually work, he's just locked in a dungeon somewhere. Right, exactly. But it's debatable how good of a job I do babysitting him, so well, that, is true. that is debatable. Yeah. All right. If we run out of time for the show, how about uh how about we uh, take a short break and we come back? We'll hear an interview for about uh, How to Brew Raging Bitch after this. In a world where everything has been lost, what happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. (gasps) Oh, Oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... In my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your fing face right the f off your fing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f- 
NicoBrew.com. N I K O B R E W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Hey brewers, it's planting season. Have you ever dreamt of walking through your own hop garden? Well, look no further than Woodburn, Oregon and the Crosby Family Hop Farm. Blake Crosby and his family have been passionately growing hops for five generations. And right now, they're taking orders for 2012 rhizomes for all retail and wholesale customers. The Crosbys know how to grow hops and are here to help you establish your family's very own successful hop garden. In fact, when you plant a hop rhizome from the Crosbys, you're using the same plant your favorite professional brewer bought his hops from. Friendly professional service, fast shipment, and quality hops at competitive prices. The Crosby family brings all of this to you. Call 503-982-5166 or visit bcrosbyhops.com and let Blake Crosby and the Crosby Hop Farm help make your hop garden a reality. bcrosbyhops.com Hops from the Crosby family farm to yours. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at HopTech.com. Or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? Right, this time on Can You Brew It, we're joined with Matt Brophy, who is the brewmaster from Flying Dog Brewing Company in Frederick, Maryland. Matt, how you doing, man? Great, man. Great to be with you today. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show. Your uh, Flying Dog beers have always been a uh, you know a long requested um, 
series of beers on the show, so I'm glad we actually got you uh, got you on. Yeah. Uh, what's new and exciting going on at Flag Dog? I know you guys had a uh, you were brewing out in Colorado, and then you moved to the East Coast. Um, what's new? Well, that's right. Yeah, in 2006, uh, we started producing beer uh, here in Frederick, Maryland. It was the old Frederick Brewing Company. Uh, we, we took over the brewery. Basically, we bought it. Uh, and for two years, we produced beer simultaneously out of both facilities, Denver and Frederick. And then in 2008, it just started making too much sense. Um, and we were loving the Mid-Atlantic. Uh, you know, it just made too much sense to move um, here and, you know, be in Frederick and uh, in this Mid-Atlantic market. And, you know, people, been, you know, have received us, you know, with open arms and, uh, and, and just been loving everything we're doing. So we're very happy to be here. That's awesome. That's great. Um, so the beer that we're talking about today is the Raging Bitch, which I, I just love even saying the name over and over. Yes. No, it's a great, it's a great name, and it's a great beer. Uh, can you describe the beer a little bit for me, please? Yeah, well, Raging Bitch, uh, you know, we're, we're calling it a, a Belgian IPA, or Belgian-style IPA, as, uh, as, as I think the TTB makes us call it. But um, this beer has its roots in, in experimentation. And, you know, we started, uh, this was, I think, in 2009. Um, we, we actually were targeting this style, if you will, uh, if, you know, if we want to get hung up on styles. But we, uh, we have a great uh, white beer yeast strain that we use in-house for our Woody Creek White. Um, and we started playing with uh, our snake dog wort and kind of amping up that wort a little bit as far as gravity um, and then fermenting it um, in our pilot, uh, or, I'm sorry, our, our uh, propagation tanks um, with this, uh, with this uh, white beer yeast and coming out with something we really liked. And then we um, kind of went ahead and, and started experimenting with a hop that we hadn't used before, uh, the Amarillo hop. But I guess you're in California, so I think you guys call it Amarillo. <laughs> but, um, well, we're but yeah, forced to, I think, by by the state is what it is. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a law. Yeah, I know how it is. Um, but we were we were really happy with those results, and we took the uh, you know we took the beer out um, in a very you know limited fashion. Um, uh, you know, the Brick Skeller in D.C., and you know the the feedback was amazing, and it, you know it just as. As any brewer goes out and has his beers, um, you know, in the public, and you're there, and you're talking to people, and they're drinking it, and they tell you that, you, of course, they tell you your beer is is great or whatever the case is. But this, yeah. you could feel, it was different. I mean, people were just, I mean, just emphatically, just nuts over it. We started getting emails, um, and that was, of course, I mean, at, at that point, it was an experimental batch. It didn't have a name or anything, um, but we we knew internally, and we knew um, from the feedback that we were onto something good. Uh, so, so you know, we we took it up to full production. Um, the the beer itself, uh, you know, I mean, really, we're, we're looking at, of course, uh, I mean, the, the the key components of um, of big aromatics. Um, you know, we have uh, the amarillo combined with the yeast characteristics give us this just this wonderful um, tropical fruit and spice type of aroma. Um, and of course, you know, it's it's you know it's it's balanced. Obviously, there's some 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 all sweetness. There's a good deal of bitterness, um, but it's it's truly uh, what we feel is a pretty unique beer. And it, uh, it it's it's gone to be in just the course of uh, a year and a half or so our number one seller. That's a good story. I like I like uh, you know successful beer stories like that where you know you guys in the brewery are just goofing off, you know, experimenting, trying something new, and then uh, you know it, it just takes the crowd by storm like that. Yeah, hey, you gotta experiment. You gotta have fun. And is that uh, is that beer available uh, nationwide or only in select markets? 
It is. It's available nationwide um, in, in all the markets that we're distributed in. I think we're in uh, about 35-ish states right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, let's dive into the beer, because uh, yeah. now you're making me thirsty. So Right on. <laughs> uh, what what batch size do you brew the Raging Bitch in? Uh, we do, our brew house is a 50-barrel uh, JV system, so we do 50-barrel uh, uh, sizes. All right. And what's your, uh, your starting and your finishing gravities that you shoot for? Um. Starting gravity is uh, about 16 and a half, um, and that, that's uh, before boil, and then 18 after boil. Okay. Uh, and then usually with this yeast, it's pretty, it attenuates pretty well, and we're usually finishing um, around 3 to 3.3 or so. Uh, what does that make the ABV? Um, we've got ABV on Raging Bitch at 8.3. Okay. Decent, uh, decent size there. Um, yeah. What about the, uh, your IBU range? Um, IBUs are typically coming in and around the seventy-ish range. We'll see. Uh, our, our analytics show us that we're um, always kind of flirting around that seventy number. Sometimes we're in the sixties, um, low seventies. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, it being a, a Belgian style uh, beer, I imagine the SRM isn't very high, right? No, we're 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 not we're not particularly uh we're not particularly particularly high in color. I mean it's uh a, basically a, a a dark amber um uh, or or you know yeah, pretty much. Uh do you have an SRM for that specifically you know, or uh, yeah, like let me let, let's keep t- Yeah, I think it I think it's in that range, but okay. before I quote it I can actually check while we're talking and get you an exact number. Okay, cool. We can come back to that. How about the grain bill, man? You ready to get into that? Sure. Cool. Um yeah, and it, it, it may be a little easier. Uh, I know you guys kind of like uh, exact weights and whatnot, but uh, yeah. maybe if we just talk in percentage terms. Uh, well, Jamil really rides my ass on weights. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, in this case, uh, we have a grist, uh, grist bill of about 3,900 pounds. Um, and uh, with that, we have, we have only one specialty malt, and that's a Caramel 60. And that's at six percent of the grist, or in our case, about two hundred thirty to two hundred thirty-five pounds. Okay, and the rest is just two row, or yeah, we just use a bulk two row. It's U.S. Okay. two row. Okay, oh, that's pretty simple. Um, yeah, uh, let's jump into the hops. Oh, I'm sorry. What uh, what's your your mash uh, your your ferment? Or, excuse me, your mash temperature. Mash temp. We yeah. we usually uh, we're, we're shooting for uh, the lower end of of the you know the 150 to 160 degrees uh, range. We're usually coming in at about 152 to 154, and we do a 30 uh, 30 minute infusion rest. So nothing too complicated. Um, just okay. you know, uh, just kind of that that range for about 30 minutes, and we get complete conversion. Okay, and then uh, and then you drain off into the boil kettle, and then uh, talk to me about hops. Well, for hops, we're using Warrior for bittering. Um, our Warriors are coming in these days around 17% uh, alpha acids. We do a 90-minute boil with the spear. Um, and then as we get closer to the finish, uh, at 15 minutes left in the boil, we'll do uh, Amarillo and uh, Columbus or, or uh, CTZ um, blend um, at that point. And that's an even blend. And in our case, um, we're using about... Uh, 3.3 pounds um, for each of those hops at that 15 minutes before the end of the boil. Ah, okay. Um, what about the Warrior? How much? Uh, what's the poundage on the Warrior hops? Um, right now, uh, it's about uh, 
16, 16 and a half pounds. Okay. And and those are kettle volumes um, uh, of about, uh, let me see if I can get you an exact number. We're at about 1850 at kettle full. So that's before boil off and everything. So um, we, we kind of use a, a little formula. So we, we correct. I think there's, I think most brewers do this, but, you know, you have some brewers that kind of uh, do their batch size and just kind of hop in for, you know, what what is close enough. We'll correct to the gallon so that, you know, once we're, once you know, obviously we have a meter that meters the, the word into the kettle. We check yeah. that, um, you know, and just do the calculation and get it to the gallon. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, do you, uh, what are the alphas that those Amarillo and the CTZ come in? Um, the Amarillo, uh, right now, looks, uh, we're about 11, um, and we have our CTZs that are about 15. Okay. See, I just uh, anti-Californian myself and called it Amarillo. That's yeah, what I want to do, dude, right? you're slipping, man. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> it's my uh It's my subtle way of uh, giving the finger to the man. You're going East Coast on us. Yeah, I say tortilla, too, so... Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then you said you do a 90-minute boil. Uh, how long is your whirlpool? Um, well, we have a separate, obviously, uh, well, I guess it's not obvious, but we drop down um, uh, physically to a, a separate whirlpool. Um, uh, w- usually that process to get it into the whirlpool um, takes about 15, 20 minutes, and then we'll do about a 30-minute rest oh, um, okay. before we send the word out. But we will do a, we do additional whirlpool addition, and that, again, is equal amounts of Amarillo and CTZ um, at 11 pounds each for the volumes I mentioned. Go. Oh, okay. For the for the thirty minute whirlpool. Yep, that's that at okay. the beginning. Okay. All right, and then you rack to the uh, fermenter. Tell me about the yeast you you use. Oh, you said um, the wit beer yeast, right? Yeah, it's a it's a white beer yeast. Um, we use a lab in Colorado. Uh, we call the yeast El Diablo, or at least they were calling it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've adopted that yeast. So I don't I don't know offhand what uh, white labs or white yeast equivalents of that would be. Um, but, uh, I think, I think if you played around with a couple of the more popular strains, uh, you'd, you'd come across it. But I, I, okay. I honestly, I would tell you if I knew to tell you the truth, I just don't really know. Okay. That's fine. We can, uh, we can figure it out. You're not going to kick me off the show or anything now, are you? No. Well, I already stopped recording. That's enough. We're, we're at it. No. <laughs> That's no, right. No, no, That's no. it. Uh, we deal with a lot of breweries who have like, you know, even proprietary blends or whatever. And we'll, you know, we figure something out. Our guys are pretty sharp. Um, and then what's your ferment uh, fermentation temp on this? Uh, we ferment at 68 degrees. Awesome. And then um, I guess the final uh, question, which should be my first question, water adjustments. Do you do anything to your water, carbon filter, uh, you know, build it up? What do you, what do you guys do? Um. We uh, we take a look at our water analysis about quarterly, and it does fluctuate a little bit. In this in this case, we'll add about three pounds of gypsum um, to the uh, to the mash itself, and we'll add about seven pounds to the kettle. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's something something for the recipe. Okay. And then. Um I guess in, any parting words, any any you know bits or tips or tricks uh, on how to brew this thing. Um, 
strategy? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, have fun. Don't get too hung up. Um, I think that I think it's great to 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 try to clone beers, and you know, hopefully, uh, you know, this is this is enough information. I think that the the key is um, the hop combinations at the end. Uh, I think that the yeast, uh, obviously, just like anything else, the health of the yeast um, is important. Um, we see we've seen some some variability. Um, depending on oxygen levels. So if I were to, I think my number one piece of advice walking away from this would be to make sure that, um, you know, you have adequate oxygen, um, mm-hmm. but it is it is a pretty big variable, um, along with fermentation temperature and pitching rates, that tend to affect the phenolic uh, uh, characteristics of the of the finished beer. And I think if, if there's one challenge to this beer, um, it's that. I mean, if you're using a simple Chico yeast and doing a regular pale ale or something, um, I think there's a lot more forgiveness um, for, for some of those variables. But in this case, I think that's a little more important. Um, I did pull up some specs on this guy too. So we're looking uh, about uh, our, our our color spec is uh, 13. Um, and we're coming in uh, a little bit darker at about 14, and our typical IBUs are right in the mid 60s right now. Sounds great. I can't wait to see what uh, what our Canyon Brew team comes up with. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to send me a bottle. Yes. Yeah, we'll definitely send you some <laughs> for sure. Thanks, man. Awesome. Well, my pleasure. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Have you ever dreamed about attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Danstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2012 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition in the 2012 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth more than $3,000. From now until April 12, 2012, every Danstar yeast package you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2012 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. 
I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. We're back. Great drinking. Great job on the interview there, JP. No, thank you. I like Matt. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, real helpful, lots of good information, great beers coming out of there, and, uh, uh, you know, we were sorry to see them move from uh, Denver out to uh, uh, the East Coast, not because there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, we'd go out for GABF, and it was cool Mm because you could stop by there, and, you know, it was just a lot of fun. All right, so uh, during the break, we all poured uh, the left sample and the right sample, that's right. And, we were uh, very scientific and label-like about it. Yeah, well, <laughs> since they were glass, glasses, I didn't write on them. Um, yeah, Give us some sampling, and I uh, came up with an opinion here. Uh, <laughs> uh, JP, let's start with you. What let's start with you? me. Yeah. All right, well, the left sample I'm calling the homebrew. The left one. And the right sample the I'm right calling one. the commercial beer. Um I think yeah. Uh, I never know how to how to approach this. Whenever you know, no matter how many times I try to do it, um, I think they're. I think it's cloned. I think there are some differences. I think that the left beer, which I consider to be the home brewed beer, the beer brewed at one's home, um, is a little. It's not as uh, sharp or crisp flavors uh, in the hops. Um, uh, but I don't think it's a recipe thing. I think it's just a brewing thing. It's the brewer. Um, Brewer's it's the a little brewer. flabby. Yeah. Brewer's a little <laughs> bit uh, unable to uh, and, uh, deliver. 
you know, so I think uh, maybe just a, an adjusted sort of temperature uh, fermentation schedule would uh, would kind of maybe put a little more esters in there where it's kind of lacking. But um, as far as the recipe, the color is is dead on, and um, the the crystal malt is there, the balance is there, everything's there. I I would definitely call it clone. I would not uh, I would not hesitate to say this is a cloned beer. Okay, tasty. Uh, no, they're really not that much. Uh, oh no. Uh, <laughs> I notice we all have a lot of beer left in our glasses here. That t- tells me something. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a lot of the same thing. Uh, the room brew is, is a little bit, a little cloudy. Um, the uh, color is exactly right. Uh, I think that some of this uh, dullness in the homebrew, I think, is to do a little bit with the clarity, and it's a little bit undercarbonated. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the water could be a little crisper too. I think that's, but. Uh, in terms of the overall flavor, the hop, the middle hop flavors, the malt flavor, uh, the phenols, uh, I, I definitely say that re- that's the recipe for the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm 100% in agreement that this beer is cloned. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. And uh, for me, I, I, I would mirror some of the same sen- sentiments. And uh, I think, uh, you know, I really wouldn't change anything. Um, you know, maybe like JP saying, some of the ester profile, maybe a slightly different use of oxygen. Uh, and pitching rate maybe would give it uh, you know uh, you know completely spot on, but I think it's um, you know for all intents and purposes uh, cloned. If if you were to hand me either beer and say this is flying dog raging bitch, you know you, you want a pint and I'd be like yeah sure and you know I'd taste it and sure enough I'd I'd think either know. one yeah either one yeah, is is the beer, which is pretty much the the yard stick the measuring stick that we kind of go well, by we use whichever beers. one fits our needs well, at the time yeah but for the most part it's <laughs> well it's if you were given this beer right would you be able to tell the if it was a homebrew or not right, right. and then would you if you had a second pint that was right. that was a different beer would you, would you change be able to the tell? recipe would you that's uh, one of the rules you know, yeah. Yeah. another rule we apply is what we do, do yeah doing the recipe we change the recipe right. or and if you poured yeah. me one and poured me another would you you know say it's different or not or yeah. How about how about you, Kim? What did you think? Uh, clone? Not clone? Um, yeah, I think that it was. I think that it's cloned. There's really not what I would change about the recipe. Just about process. Like um, I agree about the homebrew version not being as bright. And I think part of that has to do. I probably should have bumped up the gypsum. I mean, I was just following the recipe, but our water is really soft. It's basically like RO water. Um, maybe that would have helped a little bit. Um, and you know, the, that yeast worked really slowly for me. Um, when I, you know, just cause of the timeline of the show, when I kegged it and bottled it, there was still like a little tiny bit of Krausen on the top. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think if it had some time to settle out a little bit more and clear up a little bit, um, maybe some more of that brightness would come through. Um, but, and I think Matt Brophy last night, I think I heard him saying, um, like you just mentioned, Jamil, that they have some kind of customized pitching rates and oxygen protocol specifically for this beer. I don't yeah. think he said what it was, but, you know, I just did kind of standard stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, um, perhaps, um, you know, modifying those things would have would have made a little bit of a difference, too. Like incredibly, you have an incredibly fine, tight head on uh, on this beer. Did you call her a pinhead? Kind of, I mean, look at the the bubbles on on it's, that beer. Is it's pretty impressive? Really creamy, tight, fine. 
uh, head on there. I like your bubbles, girl. What? Still <laughs> lasting. So. And it's actually got longer head retention than the commercial. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Well, look, uh, Kim, if, you know, if you add gypsum to your to your water, it's also going to help your beer clear up better, too, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, this is the first time I actually added gypsum to the boil. I usually just do it in the mash. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make a difference if uh, mash versus boil with respect to clarity? No, it's what ends up in the beer in the in the, in the end. So no, yeah, it make so it's all the same. Yeah, okay, it's in there. It doesn't it, go anywhere. I mean, I added a bunch. What was it? It was something like, oh, I should know a this. Bunch. That's that's a way to be precise. Right, hold on a second. I told you I couldn't find my notes. You know, this is a recipe that. show. Well, maybe uh, <laughs> six may- grams in the mash, twelve grams in the boil. Well, how much yeah. water are you you're talking about? Right. It was a six gallon batch. Maybe uh, so. You had six gallons of uh, sparge water, or no, no, no. no. Okay, oh, mash. Oh, did you? That, did you treat the, the sparge water? Yeah. Twelve in the point. That is a lot of gypsum. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> well, a, if, I mean, if you put a big it, old load, if you put it in the mash, I know some's coming through, but I would think mm-hmm. a lot of it is absorbed in the grain, right? Well, so it's, maybe it's, well, it's yeah, a pH adjustment in the mash. Yeah. Remains back in the mash, you know, because you don't completely extract everything out of the mash, right? But uh, yeah, that's uh, I mean, twelve in the boil. That's two grams a gallon. It that's, was huge. That's a lot. I've never used that much in a batch yeah, before. I would, but didn't I'd be I hear on one of the shows that. that that can also help? Um, I don't know, not uh, not mellow the hops, but make them sm- oh. smoother. Yeah. No, um, I, you know, I, it'll brighten I've them. Never heard the that. Gypsum? No, no, it'll brighten. I thought somebody on the session, yeah. Sunday session said that a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I've never heard that before. Right, it'll it'll pop them out. I don't think it'll smooth it out. No, it can that's make what it I pretty thought. pretty harsh. Yeah, yeah the other way, chlorides would uh, soften them. Hmm. But well. uh, yeah, surprisingly, I, I must say you did uh, another <laughs> fine job. Hey, come on! <laughs> We're not acting surprised. Are you getting that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention this. I guess Uh-oh. this is kind of a, an important detail. I had to substitute some of the hops. Uh huh. Um, I couldn't get any amarillo. Uh-huh. Um, so I had, I substituted out, um, a tonum at the 15 minute edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I substituted Centennial at one of the zero minute editions. Um, mm-hmm. I just couldn't get it anywhere. And of course I got them like the next week, but, um, that's just another detail. Well, and I, I think this beer, you know, it's, it's got, uh, you know, that, that hoppy character. I mean, maybe you could pick some slight difference out between, you know, the hop character at the end, but not really. Well, I this, mean, you know, citrusy, piney, you know. Um, this beer style is, uh, with the to me, off the wall, the phenols versus uh, right. colliding with the hops. It's just a big uh, palate mess anyway, so I, I don't think yeah. it really matters. It's just <laughs> a hoppy beer with the uh, yeast phenols. Uh, Right. Well, let's let's go over the recipe real quick. This is uh, always for six gallons uh, at the end of the boil. Uh, the anticipated starting gravity would be 1074 or 18 Play-Doh. Uh, anticipated color using more is uh, 9.8. Anticipated IBUs using Rager, 73.2. Uh, 70% efficiency, 90-minute boil. You're going to use... Um, 94% or 7.55 kilograms of a uh, domestic two-row, 6% or 480 grams of Crystal 60. That's your entire uh, grist right there. And then hops, 28 grams Warrior, uh, pellet form at uh, 17% alpha acid, 
90 minutes. Six grams Amarillo, 11% alpha acid, uh, 15 minutes. Six grams Columbus, um, uh, 15% alpha acid at 15 minutes. 19 grams of Amarillo, 11% alpha acid, zero minutes. And also 19 grams Columbus, 15% alpha acid, zero minutes. And the yeast was uh, White Labs WLP 400 Belgian Wit Ale. And uh, the mash was, uh, let's see here, 150 degrees Fahrenheit, 153 degrees Fahrenheit. Sure. Yes. And uh, what's the other notes? Uh, Gypsum, about 6 grams in the mash and 12 grams in the boil for 6 gallons. Yeah, that is a huge amount. I'm surprised I put that in the notes without just saying, wow. Uh, Whirlpool, you followed it. Bless your heart. <laughs> what you tell me to do, I do it. Okay? Right. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> let's meet up later. Uh, Whirlpool is 30 minutes, so you might want to adjust the late hops for that. Uh, they ferment at 68 degrees Fahrenheit. You should finish around 3 to 3.3 Play-Doh. Uh, yeast is uh, most likely WOP 400, but might also try WOP 410. And... Um, you could also see these are all in the notes I provide to people here <laughs> as they breathe. You could try calling BSI in Colorado and asking which product used to be called El Diablo. The yeah, Diablo. I didn't do that. You didn't? You <laughs> no. just said, ah, oh, screw it. I'll use it. I was like, I got that. stuff to do, man. Ah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I got people to, I got kids the to arm bar. Speaking the of WLP stuff. WLP 400 in a, in a nice starter, I think, worked out. Thing. Very similar. Well, and speaking of stuff to do, we got to take a break. Oh, my God, we do. And we're so ready for it. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll uh, hear more from Kim about her brew day. Back after this. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own Magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of 7 dollars Saver shipping, superior customer service, and the finest selection of home brewing goods 
Listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months to the, the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. So I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams Malta extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. It's always a joy having you join us, Thank Ms. You. Kim. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> She's just totally quiet. I know. <laughs> I'm just like I know. What do you want me I to know. say? That? <laughs> you know what I? You know what I would say? Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Whoa! You've been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie. Well, Kim, have you? Yeah, don't tell me now. You ruined the surprise. Came to the door. <laughs> Here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com. For a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. You select your one item at 50% off. You'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free extra gift so essential I can't mention it on the radio. And top it all off, they throw in free shipping on all that. So you buy one item, 50% off. You get three free DVDs that you get to choose amongst quite a lot of different DVDs. You get uh, a free extra gift, and you get free shipping. You get a whole bunch of free crap yep. for just buying one thing at half price. So uh, check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. You'll get the 50%. You'll get the, the free shipping. you get the free DVDs and gift. If you use the offer code CANYOUBREW at CYBI, so type CYBI in the offer code, uh, slot there when you check out at adamandeve.com today. Right now, as a matter of fact. Right now. Yeah, Stop orders. listening to the show. Go to the website. And you can even do it off your mobile phone. If you're driving around right now and uh, 
Pull over. Don't know what and you don't have do. a vibrator in your glove compartment, you need to call right now. Pull over <laughs> and place your order. Go to the mobile site, m.adameve.com, and tell them uh, Tasty sent you. Mm-hmm. They'll go who? Tasty. Uh, yeah, we have some of that. I wonder right. if they have stuff for really old married people, like spicy <laughs> Kindle covers or something for that sexy Friday night where you're wrapped up in Afghans reading your Kindles together. Yeah. I'm sure they do. So. The visuals. I'm trying to get the visuals. I'm not getting... It's not too titillating, that visual. No. Uh, um, <clears throat> uh, so, Kim, yeah. tell, us, tell us about your, your brew day. Anything else uh, interesting on the brew day other than putting in a massive amount of gypsum? And uh, <laughs> Was your water, like, cloudy? Like, flour in it or something? No. Um, no, I mean, I just... No, it worked out fine. There was uh-huh. nothing too exciting. Numbers were all there. Right. Um, I really wanted to dry hop that beer, but the recipe didn't say so. But I think uh, Matt Brophy said last night that they dry hop it, didn't he? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember. You don't remember? He gave a lot uh-huh. of info. I couldn't hit it all. Well, yeah. See, this is why you're uh-huh. so awesome, Kim, is like, yeah, well, the recipe said, so I followed it. I know. Well, I like that. <laughs> I am a I'm a loyal soldier. That um, but is. yeah, no, there wasn't. I mean, I did the 30 minute whirlpool, and you know, everything was fine. So I wish yeah. I could say something exciting happened, but make something up. You did a great job. Excellent. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I caught on fire. Dude. Do, do you yeah. have any Do you have any questions uh, from the chat on this one? Uh, no, actually, the site is down right now. <laughs> So we're running without uh, is, people actually being able to chat, hear us. This is podcast only, unfortunately, for some reason. So it's a chat free zone. Well, great. So yeah. if you're listening live, just you know. Well, that's actually that's not true. There's probably a few on the nice BN Mobile app. You can find the BN Mobile app on oh. Android and iPhone um, app market places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then times like this, when the website is down and you do want to listen, um, throw it on your app. But otherwise, okay. no, we don't have the chat up right now. <laughs> but I guess if you do brew it's this like beer, show. Just- if you do the brew this beer, just be patient with the yeast a little bit, and uh-huh. don't rush kegging it and bottling it. And <laughs> what, what's so your, your like a home standard uh, starter oxygen uh, that you used on this? Oh gosh, starter! I use uh, Jamil's pitching rate calculator. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Never heard to of calculate. See, this is the why starter. I love Kim. I know. I love you, Jamil. Um, I did. I just used that, and I put it on our stir plate, and you know, mm-hmm. standard thing there. What I don't know what I did it for thirty six hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a uh, an oxygenation stone and oxygen for uh, I don't know twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. Right. I I think on this one maybe uh, you know more oxygen. Um, you know, same pitching rate, or maybe you know, I always hate you know under pitching because, or you know, pitching a little bit less because um, while you can drive more ester formation from that, it can uh, it can come back to bite you, and you end up uh, not fully attenuating the beer. I think this would be a really tricky style to do that with. Well, maybe that's a matter of personal preference. But I don't know if you'd want to really make those yeast esters any more pronounced. Mm-hmm. I, well, that's personal preference for me. When I've had examples of the style like that, that's where I'm, I kind of turn away from them. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think JP and I were both thinking that uh, you know, the esters, you know, maybe not much more pronounced, but 
you know, perhaps changed, you know, slightly different to might do it. Yeah. Otherwise, spot on. Spot on. And thanks to the Northern <laughs> Brewer, uh, as usual, for providing us with our ingredients for today's batch. Yes, thank you, Northern Brewer. They were fast and professional and beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm choking up, too. Yeah, you faded up. You faded <laughs> out. So you, uh, we you, said, fast and, <laughs> you said they were fast and professional. <laughs> uh, nice was, I like my professionals to always be fast. <laughs> Did they give you three free DVDs and uh, a little something extra in there? Or? Yes. It was beer brewer porn. Uh-oh. Nice. Just copy yeah. of, copies of Keeler standing in a kettle, different faces yep. on? Different copies. Yeah. What? Uh, all right, Jamal, what do you think, man? I think uh, that's pretty much the show, unless uh, anybody's got left to add. I think it was pretty uh, slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's uh, had a good recipe. Kim did a great job, so yeah. I think she uh, delivered a home run. Another one. She's a great brewer. Yep. She Yay. knows her stuff. She's an all right person, but she's a great brewer. Yeah, she's just okay. But um, we like her for her brewing skill, not for her personality. <laughs> I love you. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> all right. Uh, since you're not listening live, uh, <laughs> don't stay tuned for the next show, which is going to be about uh, how to how to uh, clone brews using extract. Two weeks. It'll be but there. since you are listening to the podcast, you probably got it off of uh, maybe you got it off of thebrewingnetwork.com. If you did, go check out the store while you're there. It's got lots of great items in it where you can pick up books and hats and glassware and hats and goodies and all those things go to the bottom line of the brewing network and help uh, keep programming like this going until then brew strong and often